There are a host of English Bible translations that say in. These were all translations that were developed by different translators, and many are arriving at the word in for a reason, I think. Welcome, everyone, to podcast number 121, Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg. We have our Youth and Family Director, Jeremy Taru. We have retired pastor, Barry Sweet, and myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. And today we're gonna talk about another character uh, during Jesus's birth, and uh, we're gonna talk about the innkeeper. But we've already had some pre-conversations about, was there really an innkeeper there? Or, um, and we also <clears throat> would like to talk about an article we read. It was, it's titled, Jesus was probably born in a relative's house, not an inn. And this is by Dr. Michael Lefebvre. And he wrote it uh, back in uh, 2021, December 7th. Um, so we had some lively conversation leading up to this on whether or not that could be true or not. So I will uh, ask the group, do you think, you know, do you think that's actually an option that Christ was not born with animals in a manger, but but instead in a small house crowded with Joseph and Mary's relatives, as the article says that that was more, uh, that would be within more of the historical context. So the two points of this guy's article is um, the Greek for in. He says most English Bibles translate in the Greek word is kataluma as in, but that is not the word's usual meaning. And he goes on to say that the normal Greek term for in is another word that starts with a P. And so with Cataluma, that is more, oh, now I've lost my place. Guest space? Guest space, yeah, guest mm -hmm. room. And in the archaeological finds of Israelite homes, they, they find, he goes on to share how it's, like if you look at a capital letter E, if you're looking down at a home, uh, it's got the, the north and south running E with the three. I'm looking at my fingers trying to describe <laughs> what an E looks like, but between the top and the middle line, there's room. And between the middle line and the bottom line, there's room. So there would be like, there would be two, potentially three rooms uh, that are in a house on the bottom. And then there's an upper level that is more open, which is where the people live. And underneath in one of those spaces would be where you would keep a few sheep potentially or, or some other type of animal. And in between that room and the next room would be like a trough or a manger to put the food for the animals in. So that's what he's describing as a typical house. And so that's the first, the first aspect. You've got the Greek word, you've got what a house looks like, and then there's a, a third aspect in that Joseph takes Mary down to where his lineage is, which is the line of David. David was born in Bethlehem. 
And he suggests that there are relatives down there. You want to take it? No. Take it from there. Okay. <laughs> well, one, there's an assumption being made there's relatives there, and I get that piece. My quibble with this is, um, you know, Mary is impregnated by the Holy Spirit and not Joseph. And Joseph took a while to come around to that, but he was obedient, and we talked about that last week. Um, but just think about the reaction of her family to this story. You know, the Holy Spirit made me pregnant. How would you, re- any one of us, react to that? Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I don't think so. And um, Mary then goes to Elizabeth for a long period of time, her aunt, instead of her mother. You know, to me, there's hints there that the family didn't take things real well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering, this is speculation. There's nothing to support this biblically is that I think maybe possibly Mary and Joseph were shunned by the family. They go to Bethlehem by themselves instead of with family, from what we can tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the rest of the family had to go there for the census too. Mm-hmm. And we're assuming that they're by themselves from what we can read and understand. Um, so they're they're on their own. Um, so assuming that they get to Bethlehem and stay with relatives doesn't fit with the dynamic that I think might be happening. And that's a big word, might. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this is very speculative. It is. It is. Um, you know, so there's that piece um, to the story is that I'm not convinced that they stayed with relatives. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that whole issue of the innkeeper as well. As there's really in the in the biblical story, there is no innkeeper in the story. Is that... The scripture tells us there was no room for them in the inn. Right. Period. And so, that word that word could be guest room. Could be guest room. As in the guest room of a relative. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, so what we do know from the story is they ended up in a place that had a manger. Mm-hmm. That's what we know. That's what we know, yeah. You know. Um, so in terms of talking about the innkeeper, that's a— could quite possibly be a fictional character in the story. Maybe they never came in contact with the owner of the inn, as Jeremy alluded to in our break, is that maybe they recognized, or was it Dan, um, recognized they got to the inn and it was full, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, the, you know, didn't even go in. So we don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. The only thing we know for sure is they landed in a place where there was a manger mm-hmm. and it wasn't the best of accommodations. Mm-hmm. And we also talked about maybe the birth was coming so quickly, they they stopped wherever they were at. Right. So didn't have to be the relative's house. Um, but I do find it interesting that we focus on innkeeper. I mean, we make so many assumptions and we really need to go back to the scriptures to to verify, you know, there is no innkeeper mentioned, but we all think there is. Um, right. Yes, my my dear son, Ben, was the innkeeper in the Atsego Christian School Christmas <laughs> play last year in kindergarten. He did such a wonderful job with his few lines. Very proud of him. And I, I don't want to burst his bubble, but there was no innkeeper mentioned in scripture. But yeah, that is an interesting assumption that we make. Um, yeah. Another assumption is is that the innkeeper's the bad guy in the story. Is that he 
turned them away when it's obviously she was very pregnant, very close to giving birth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's the bad guy. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of writings out there in terms of people who fix the story, you know, and and that the innkeeper's wife comes through and, you know, puts the family in a safe place in the back. Mm -hmm. And um, who knows? You know, we were, that's part of the story that we've always speculated on that we have no real proof about. And, um, I'm assuming there is a real innkeeper somewhere there, but whether they came in contact or whether he was the bad guy, we don't know. Yeah. One of the aspects of the article, he speaks in terms of how the Roman um, Empire really created the first highways, you know, stoned highways, uh, ways that people could travel from one place to another. And that there would occasionally be real ends mm-hmm. along the way for people to stop by for refreshment or to spend a night. And, you know, I didn't have a, any problem with that. Uh, and if you're only traveling upwards of 20 miles in a day, you know, you could have an in every 15, 20 miles. Sure. Depending, uh, you know, if the trip from Jerusalem to Bethlehem was only six miles. So would there have been an inn that that close to Jerusalem? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a possibility. But they traveled seventy miles, didn't they? Well, right. So their their journey would have been over the course of a week, maybe. Yeah. Uh, five she's days pregnant a on a donkey. Why was it so important um, for them to take part in the census? It was called by the Caesar. Uh, the Roman Caesar wanted a census. So basically you get I don't think you had a choice. thrown in yeah. jail if you were part of it. matter of following the, yeah. the emperor's law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have, uh, with the going back to the article and the description of the term, the article's point that it probably wasn't an inn, but a a lodging space, he calls it in the article, right. maybe, a, maybe a family's home or something like that. That... Uh, as Pastor Paul mentioned, there, there are a host of English Bible translations that say in. These were all tr- translations that were developed by different translators. Oh, and good many point. are arriving at the word in for a reason, I think. Um, it, it wasn't like one translation says in. There, there's a lot of them that do. So I'm not totally sold on the point that it doesn't mean in. Yeah. yeah. Well, in his article also, he mentions that Mary and Joseph were a poor couple that couldn't afford an inn. I'm not sure I buy that either because he had a trade. He was a a carpenter. Um, I don't think he was wealthy by any stretch of the imagination, but he wasn't the poorest of the poor either. And so if they were shunned, if we're following that assumption, um, he would have planned for a place for them to stay. Somehow, some way, um, I'm sure that had to be in the back of his mind as to where we're going to stay when we get there. Mm-hmm. And it had um, to be. Yeah. so again, it's a pure assumption, but an inn is a possibility, where in the article it isn't. Mm-hmm. And so I quibble a little bit with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as we're talking about the innkeeper, um, we don't know anything about him. Um, he could have been a kind innkeeper and did find a place for them. You know, maybe it was a neighbor's place. I mean, we don't know. Again, all we know is they landed in a place that had 
a manger in it. Animals needed to be nearby, obviously, because of that. And it quite possibly could have been because she was giving birth very quickly and they needed to find a spot like that. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe wrapping this up, we have to realize that God gives us what we need to know through Scripture. Mm-hmm. And that uh, whether there was an inn or it was a guest room, uh, the important aspect is that they made it down to Bethlehem. Amen. And that's where Jesus was born. Which uh, fulfills prophecy. Which fulfills Correct. prophecy. And in doing that, um, God has given us what we need to know. Now, we've used the word speculating a number of times here. And whether it was in or guest room, uh, the importance to that, Jeremy brings up a really valid point Mm -hmm. that it's been translated through the years as in, and that this guy is writing and saying, that's not the typical word for in. Uh, the typical word for in is a different word, and that this word is also used as a guest room, which would fit then the model of the home. Again, his idea being that, you know, maybe this is great aunt, you know, Josephine that they're staying at, and the house is already packed uh, with people from the lineage of David, and they get the... Uh, the room with the trough in it, and they shoo the animals out and say, hey, this is the best we can do, you know, and she's already, you know, dropped, you know, mm-hmm. she's already ready to give birth, her water's broken, and they're like, this is it. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, uh, the inn or the place of the birth was a stable, but that could have been uh, a cave where right. oftentimes... Mm-hmm. Uh, families kept their livestock. It wouldn't be an American barn. It would not be an American barn. Uh, So at this point, we know that there was a manger there. Okay. That's what we know. <laughs> That's what we know. That's and, how we're going to wrap and it up. And they got to where they needed to be in fulfilled prophecy. Yeah. And they got That's, where they needed to be. That's incredibly important. But the neat Amen. thing about it, yeah, the neat thing about it is it's fun to talk about because it really makes you dig deeper to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, yes. mm-hmm. you know. And but we have to be really... careful about the assumptions we make and the what ifs yes. because yes. We, there's still what ifs. Yes. yes. Yeah. We're not saying go home and throw away your nativity scenes. Those are <laughs> beautiful. Those are good. <laughs> and I'm sure, and I know Ben was a great innkeeper as well. So. Yes, he was. Yes. Very proud of him. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll wrap it up on that note. So thanks to everyone who joined us today. Um, this coming weekend, we will be having a 10 a.m. service at the First United Methodist Church um, of Gaylord. We're located at 215 South Center Street, and we have a Christmas pageant at 10 a.m. on December the 18th. And um, we'd also love to have you join us in person for our Christmas Eve service. We have one at 4 p.m., which will be a contemporary service, and a 6 p.m. A traditional service. Um, On Christmas Day, we'll have a 10 a.m. service, and on New Year's Day, we'll also have a 10 a.m. service. So we'd really love to have you join us in person, or uh, if you can't, uh, you can view us on Facebook or YouTube. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Mm